Hello and welcome to day four of Grapple's WrestleMania weekend coverage. Grapple Mania is over, JP. I'm really sad now. I was struggling in the middle. I got a bit of a uh, an extra uh, set of wind yesterday, and then yeah, today, today I'm just kind of uh, crestfallen that this four days of non-stop watching wrestling is over. <laughs> yeah, is this not what life is meant to be like? That it's just a series of working out menial tasks alongside watching. <laughs> At least three shows a day seems to be the norm at the moment. That's a good diet, that. Three to four shows a day. I can live with that. Um, yeah, it's kind of... It's become so normal that I'm just not really thinking about it anymore. Like, we're recording this quite late on on, uh, on Monday night post-WrestleMania. And, yeah, by the time we're done, it's going to be, what, half 11, midnight, something like that, by the time mm-hmm. I get it edited and posted. And then my body's just going to be like, oh, staying up tonight then, are we? What's, uh, what's, what's, on, uh, what's on tap tonight? And I'll end, up watching, I'll end up watching Raw. I know that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I'll end up hopefully turning it off an hour or two in. Uh, but yeah, I think tomorrow's going to be the real test. You're back in work on, uh, on Tuesday, JP. Back in work tomorrow. And Ooh. it's like an all-day training day. Mm. And it's all sort of technical stuff. So it's like I need to be on it. So this is going to be hard. Because even though I'm... I can't. I don't have anywhere near the staying power you have for staying up. Like I still like. It's been two o'clock every day, <laughs> and just and just a diet of wrestling. Mm. Apart from watching a game of football, which just made me sad in between <laughs> all of it all. So it's it, it, yeah. You, you know it, what? I'm, I'm not looking forward to going out. I'm yeah, not looking forward. Not looking forward to going back into work and people going, "Oh, what you get up to this weekend?" But like, well, oh. <laughs> I think I'll have to make something up. I've had that from people. It's like, have you seriously done that? Is that yeah. all right? If I, my sister and my brother just go, like, seriously? <laughs> how? And I was telling my sister, who mm. lives in the stage, she's like, how how long is the show? And it's like, uh, yeah, this one tonight's eight hours. So like, what the what the fuck lasts for eight hours? What kind of hobby? So, yeah. Yeah. What kind of hobby? It's not live aid we're covering, is it, for God's <laughs> sakes? I think I prefer it in some ways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I saw, like, that's a big comment you always hear. I mean, I'm sorry. It is The conversation is going to come up, the, the pure oh. length of, of WrestleMania, because this being day four, we will talk uh, WrestleMania from last night, as well as catch mm. up on a, on a few different, you know, straggler matches and shows we've maybe caught that we didn't see over the weekend because we just can't help ourselves at this point, JP. But the conversation's mm. going to come up how long that WrestleMania was. I mean... It was uh, on, on record for the longest WrestleMania of all time. Uh, I, I saw somebody say, "Yeah, what if? Uh, imagine if your favorite film came out and they went, oh yeah, by the way, it's eight hours long or seven hours long or whatever.' You just, yeah, no other hobby would get away with it. Um, it's basically Test cricket at that point. It is, and I like Test cricket. Don't get me wrong, but Test cricket at least isn't, you know, for the. I can't stay up and watch an Ashes anymore like I could <laughs> do all night for this. And that's a, yeah, a very different beast. Yeah, this is the excessive show length. I mean, it's part of the general overblown nature of it, isn't it? It's sort of become almost like a parody of itself in some ways, WrestleMania. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and it's so excessive. Mm. Like, everything is incredibly excessive. I don't don't know if I've ever seen a bigger screen than that in my life. (laughs) I mean, it it is supposed to be the biggest event of the year. Like, I Mm. I forgive it for Wrestle Kingdom, because I'm like, well, it's the biggest, you know, New Japan show of the year. You're Mm -hmm. allowed a bit of excess. I think I've got those those two competing parts of me, because, again, I'm a bit of a glutton for punishment. There was a point last night where I was was chatting to Ian Hamilton, and we were talking about, like, you know, how long was left on the show, and it was something daft, like, half three in the morning, and I'm sure there were still, like, four matches left. And I said, you know mm. what, I don't mind, it's WrestleMania, I, I quite like that, but, you know, even though I might be willing to accept it being long, 
the problem is, you know, live fans in the arena mm. get affected by it. The atmosphere for the second half of the show was absolutely dire. I mean, I've we've got so used to hearing Roman Reigns booze. I've not seen a Roman Reigns match die a death that badly in a in an, just a wall of absolute silence before. Uh, the problem is, yeah, even if you've got idiots like me who kind of like the challenge of you know a marathon wrestling event in some ways, although even for me it does get tough. Uh, the problem is, it's gonna from a live event point of view, it's just not a very pleasant experience. No, it isn't. And, you know, you're thinking about, Joe said about, like, part of the reason he sold his tickets is the car didn't particularly enthuse him. But also it was partly that the Wait, sheer length of the show. Where being was Joe? Sat- he was, was so, he, wasn't Joe sat in like a, was he like an, on a makeup counter with his girlfriend in New York? He was. About halfway yeah. through WrestleMania. He wasn't bothered. You know what? I like that. I like that attitude. He really wasn't. I, I'm not even sure time of recording how much of the show he's seen. He sort of sent me through his, his <laughs> we'll brief thoughts, week. which I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll save that for, for next week. But mm. um, I think of, as of recording, he's only seen about three or four matches, just basically skipped through to the ones he was interested in, <laughs> which in some ways you can get away with with this show. Yeah. If you did that, I don't think there's anything. I think there's sort of like four parts of it, the possibly five that you should really sort of seek out and see for mm. a variety of reasons, mostly good. Oh. Um, but you hit, you talk about the fans and the length of time that was part of it, but also the train stopped at 1am. And there was a lot of reports of people being stuck there. I was listening to could have been Joe, um, could, have been, could have been Joe. yeah, because they all missed the train. So there was like a like all trying to get Ubers, and there wasn't any enough around, and they were charged. Obviously, it was surge pricing as well. <laughs> so getting back to was a nightmare. Well, I was listening to the the, the WrestleMania wrap up show from. Um, uh, John Pollock and, and waiting on post wrestling. Hmm. And they were talking about how lucky they were. They already had a driver sorted out to get them back into, into New York. Hmm. Um, but it was absolute chaos. And then it started to rain <laughs> on top of it all. So that's great. And that's part of the thing that they, I just don't think they think about. No, or care about really. Let's no, say. not really. Yeah. I think they should be mi- starting in the afternoon at this point. I think it's it's not a problem. I mean, that's not you know. Again, you know, I'm gonna say, I, on Twitter last night there were certain people, Americans, maybe uh, let, let's call him uh, Craig of the Craig and Vinny show. Uh, well, there you go. Just giving it away. <laughs> uh, he was on Twitter complaining about oh, some people have got to work in the morning, and I saw I think it was Lance Storm or someone else replied to him and was like, yeah, it's it's nine fifteen p.m. where you live on the west coast. Let's uh, let's rein that in. Like you know, it's like yeah. for us, that's like five fifteen in the morning, and I don't really think it's a huge problem a show going past mid night myself uh maybe it's because i'm a mm. bit of a night owl but it's more like yeah like you say you you got to kind of take care of your fans as well and, and not leave them leave the strands like that joe should have got himself a, a hire car and gone round uh, picking up uber fares you could have made uh, oh. all kinds of money put that towards fight books for next year he was on broad he was also went to see a broadway show he went to see network with brian cranston oh. we'll have to get him to review that next week oh yeah yeah he said he's he's well up for that um <laughs> But to get him, yeah, so he could could have done that. He could have earned a nice, tidy sum of money, would have paid for all of his costs, his yeah. flights, takeover tickets, which is Adam's <laughs> little high car. Brilliant, yeah, could have done. But, yeah, I suppose we should, uh, we've scarcely around it, we should talk mm. the show itself. Uh, I don't know really how you want to tackle this, oh. JP. Let's not go through match by match, just because there's so many of them. Uh, we'll probably, and some we'll probably... of them is even worth really covering. 
that's the thing. Yeah, we'll probably, you know, touch on pretty much everything, but let's mm. not go through one to the end. No. I mean, what do you want to start with? What, what was uh, what was most notable for you? Um, I suppose uh, I'd, throw, I'd, I'd chuck a vote in for uh, our listeners will probably uh, want us to talk about. Uh, Shane McMahon, the best in the world, versus uh, Miz, the, the second best in the world. For me, that was kind of where this show peaked. <laughs> it peaked for you there, did it? Um, <laughs> no, I, it was... To be fair, there was a, like a close to five star match, also. So yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe it's just a personal thing. I would say that this was definitely like my my second favorite thing on the show, mm. uh, like by by quite some margin, really. Um, just Mrs. Dad George Mizanin himself. <laughs> he he makes this now. Obviously, I've kind of come 180 degrees through just sheer badgering from you and Joe about why Shane McMahon is brilliant. And then the the experience, I I have on it. And then being watching that Usos versus Shane and Miz match when we were over in Germany for 16 Carat. Like, I have been one round, and particularly Miz's dad, who (laughs) I think there's one match with him in. Mm. that you could really seriously get out of this. After that, I don't know if we should ever see him again for a very long time. I hope you're talking but, about the clusterfuck there, JP, because that's what I would, oh I would have seen with Joey Janela next year. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, all <laughs> over uh, Spring Break 4 has to be. <laughs> how, about, how many um, of those types of shows do you think Shane watched to kind of get ideas for this thing? Because it felt like it with him. He was trying to, at one point trying to out-bump PCO, uh, taking that weird yeah. bump off the side of the scaffold and thing, you know, the big bump to finish the match. I bet he just yeah. so of many... the golf cart? Yeah, that, that was, was horrible. horrible. And the commentators, like, really understood, like, how, how serious that looked. Um, but I just yeah, kind of wind that back, because I was <laughs> like, sorry, that was really bad. Is everyone else just fine with this? He's, he's been watching Necro Butcher and... Uh, and PCO and Nick Gage. I mean, yeah. he's been getting, imagine how many fight books Shane McMahon's got if he's uh, been watching the pay-per-views this weekend. He'll be, you'd be rolling in him. Oh, God. Well, uh, he, he, he'll, be, he'll be catching up on all of, all of those shows if there's any that he's missed. But he's definitely got a few ideas. Thank, just keep him away from, say, Matt Tremont and stuff mm. like that, I think. Keep him away from that. And probably the no-legs matches, to be honest with you. That would give him some bad ideas. <laughs> um, but as, as a match... And as a piece of storytelling and sports entertainment, it was highly enjoyable, oh, if that's... nothing else. People's match ratings on this will vary because <laughs> it depends if your rating is kind of predominantly based towards work rate. If you're looking at it as a kind of as a piece of entertainment, which is separate away from everything else, it was brilliant entertainment. Mm. Just fucking nonsense. It was as hard as I've ever seen Miz work in his life. It's possibly <laughs> the most engaged in a Miz match that I've ever been and that's is a... likely to ever be. Mm. And he did his part for it because how many? Oh yeah, you know people remember Shane matches as classics every mania, and they haven't been remember how bad that Undertaker match was. That's terrible. Um, yeah, he, there was I remember nothing before the bump. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it, isn't it? And yeah, he, I think I think Miz kind of uh, did his part. And for me, I mean, I you know maybe there's a level of uh, irony coat in this rating, but I, I had no problem giving this four stars. I just thought, oh, same here. I mean, I don't know whether it was just Miz's dad's face and his uh, grappling stance that uh, that made me go four oh, stars, but that was so good. <laughs> but if if you didn't enjoy this match, I think it's fair enough. But it, it's also you know. It's just this. This is as campy and as fun for me as WWE is going to get. I don't watch WWE for work rate myself, um, yeah. and mostly, you know, if it's not for you, then fair enough. Because you know, I was saying that last night. WWE is mostly absolutely shite anyway. So 
you know, no problem. Uh, if there's anyone listening to this, think we're, we're out of our minds. But as far as, you know, shiteness goes, I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed it to the point where, yeah, I was willing to give it the higher rating. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe it's the fact that I love Shane McMahon. He's still much cooler than the uh, they showed the DX Hall of Fame video before this. He's still well cooler oh. than those, uh, those DX nerds. He's the he's the coolest McMahon for me, as uh, as Joe always says, and uh, one of the coolest uh, rapidly approaching old man uh, status uh, wrestlers uh, in the business for me. He uh, is, the, even if he technically probably honestly quite bad. Oh, I mean, when you say he's the best bad wrestler, I mean you'd have to argue on the big stage. Like mm. the biggest of stages, he's definitely that. I mean, how he managed to knock out George Mizanin with like one body shot, like knocked him unconscious, like <laughs> of he did. closing his eyes, out cold. I was like, I was engaged, you mm. know, having sat through the kickoff show, which at points was bloody hard work. Mm. You know, you're kind of, you, you know, and you get through the opener and you get to this, it's like it's already getting on in time. And this was like the perfect piece of goofy sports entertainment. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's not as good a match as, say, the match he had with AJ, which Mm. was just like this wonderfully pleasant surprise. Um, AJ's best WrestleMania match that, JP. Yeah, Uh, by by quite some distance. I'd put it over what was on this card. Yeah, exactly. Um, But this is definitely something to go out and seek. I mean, if you're you're wanting a WWE-style cluster fuck match mm. where which just goes a bit bonkers this is the one yeah definitely yeah so yeah probably no surprise to listeners to our regular show that we really enjoyed that well maybe a bit of a surprise that yeah we've managed to say you're on jp but a lot of fun i think it's um, more george mizanin has kind of <laughs> he's done it has well, yeah. Been, yeah he's been like the kind of crucial element in this story that's gone Brilliant. I, I want to see more of this man and his in quite incredible haircut Uh, I suppose, I mean, yeah, I joked about it being the best match on the show, but being honest, best Mm -hmm. match on the show, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, best match in WrestleMania. I was going to say in a decade, but those um, Sean Taker and Triple H Taker matches do bleed into the decade. I don't know where you Mm -hmm. stand on that, but absolutely incredible. Like Kofi Kingston... He's not. He's, he's not a top line guy. Full stop. He's not. You should. If I was booking, I'd be tempted to get to make him lose the belt on SmackDown. Maybe not that quick, but you know what I mean by the next mm. pay per view. I'm not sure mm. if I'd be going any longer with Kofi Kingston. Although maybe there's there's money in in doing something. But they're creating magic here. Like the the crowd have got such a a bond to Kofi Kingston. I don't know what's mm. the fact that he's been around so long, and you know this a new day have been a new day are over, but. There has been something different uh, about Kofi Kingston this last couple of months or so. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Kofi was an absolutely brilliant babyface, and Daniel Bryan was an absolutely incredible heel. The heel, you know, the likes of me and Joe have been watching him for years on the Indies. Mm. Yourself, you know, know that he's that he's he's, he's always been capable of. Um, I just thought it was a flawless uh, performance from both wrestlers, and yeah, one of the best WWE matches I've seen in a while, and for me, the best WrestleMania match I've seen in six seven eight years uh yeah it's hard to disagree with a lot of that i mean i think i've been incredibly low on the rating i i, I don't know if it's if it was just me being sort of somewhat blurry eyed this morning but mm. I, I fell asleep basically just before this match oh was this the point just, and this was the point I, I, I fell asleep before this match so this was like the first thing i saw this morning which mm. was at about sort of quarter to eight and i don't think i was ready for it I think the whole thing kind of... So I went back and watched it again this afternoon once I've been up for a while and and felt sort of fresh and and as wake as I am going to be after watching four consecutive days of wrestling. Mm. Um, I went back and watched it again. And 
it is it's it's brilliant it's it's beautiful and it's utterly organic mm. it's a strange thing in the in this day and age with wwe storytelling they haven't messed around with this mm. they very much kept it sort of simple and straightforward and you say for the reasons why he's popular i think you know that there is the idea of the tenure frankly everyone knows him they're a great face acts they're a great act for any sort of live event new day and what they've managed to do with them and it is kind of like it's all of them as the package as well is they've sort of played up the closeness and the bond and have been able to turn it seriously without kind of eliminating a lot of the character as well and they've that's been sort of very nuanced i don't know whether or not brian has been able to have kind of a lot more hands-on stance with this story because mm. it feels like he knew exactly the role that he should be playing. And that goes outside of the match and inside the match as well. And knowing what his strengths were and a lot of his submissions and the way they were doing the counters of those. But also in the way that um, Brian reacted to Kofi and they played in the B-plus player storyline. It was kind of perfect WWE storytelling. And at the end, you see the reactions, you see the tears, you see Kofi's kids who are really cute, including one of his sons who gets up on the second turnbuckle. Mm. And there's there's like the real raw emotion that's there. My concern has always been, okay, so what happens now? Mm. Um, which I'm, sounds like I'm sort of, you know, trying to rain on the parade as much as anything else. But uh, that's always the thing that scares me. Where is it two, three months? Is this stuff that works very much in the mo- in the moment? And I would say of all everything on the car tonight, this was, if you're looking for the WrestleMania moment part <laughs> of it, this felt like it. Mm. I know reg- we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the main event, obviously. But in terms of the way that the crowd reacted, everything there, and apparently live people were going absolutely berserk. And it was, it felt like the real main event. Mm. It did, and it's really going to last. Uh, yeah, don't think there's a doubt about it for me. Um, I saw it compared to uh, the well, NXT... with shows. Sorry, oh go on. I was going to say with shows that length, mm. does it not become de facto the real main event if you're going four <laughs> and a half hours in, five yeah, hours you're, in? You're, you're at the peak point for the crowd, aren't you? Because mm. you know, part of you know, I said at the top of the car, the top of the show, the the crowd didn't really you know, engage in the last few matches because they were so tired. It was probably part mm. they were so tired and part those matches had to follow this as well. So that's another yeah. kind of reason why it should probably be on last. But yeah, saying that, if they go on last, maybe they got the, the same deathly silence uh, poor Roman Reigns got. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, point I was going to raise is uh, mm. I saw it compared to the uh, the TakeOver main event um, mm. as the, you know, some people were, were, were seeing that as the, the match of the weekend and for me, I think what I preferred about this match to that was the the first two thirds weren't absolutely fucking boring. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe that's just me. Maybe again, I watched the takeover match in a in a bad mood, but I thought that thing really dragged until the last fall. Mm. Whereas this, it just felt like it was compact. It was twenty odd minutes. Everything mattered. There was a constant story going mm. on. Daniel Daniel Bryan was constantly working. Kofi Kingston was constantly struggling. Uh, I. You know, maybe it's just a personal taste thing, but I was just I was engaged in this one from start to finish, in a way that I, I couldn't couldn't say about the uh, the takeover main event. I don't know, yeah, you know, if, if it's a worthy comparison point to you. I'm higher on the takeover main event than you are, mm. um, but at the same time, I would agree. What that, did you give like, this? I gave this unbelievably, and I think I'm gonna have to go back and change it to four and a half. I went four point two five. That's not too bad. I give it four um, and a half. I'm a harsh grade. Yeah. I don't mind. Apart from when it's shame at Man and the Miz. <laughs> but it, that's true. I think I just sort of went silly on that one. But for this, 
um the uh, you mentioned about the length of time as well what this was what 25 minutes which is like kind of perfect world title big match um uh a time for it but you mentioned about the work in the match like there were so many times the the way that the threats were either the Basaku knee or the um or the label lock and there were a couple of great bits with the label lock i mean brian made a, what was effectively a bear hug interesting mm. the yes. way he was lying on him and kind of weighing him down and the whole thing was about wearing kofi down mm. and the commentators appeared miraculously and i'm sure this is more the exception than the rule to really play their part in the story here i thought they actually did a very good job it's mm. as good as tom phillips and byron saxton will ever be certainly byron saxton this is this is this will be the high point of his career but the way that they sold that and that for me meant that first two thirds of the match wasn't dull mm. because it wasn't just like kofi selling relentlessly for 15 minutes which is what it could have been there were enough points in time where kofi would manage to come back but brian was clever and he had a very simple strategy and they were saying it's unspectacular but it's add that kind of added the legitimacy to it mm. of, of him being able to of being a methodical wrestler who knows no i need to kill the crowd as well but in that way it doesn't kill the crowd i, I don't know if i'm fully making nope. sense on it 100 percent are and i think apart you know like you said earlier it shouldn't be lost on a conversation you know kofi kingston was a great baby face in this match but it's it's yeah. the genius of daniel bryan he's one of the greatest wrestlers of a generation and yep. a lot of the time if you're as good a baby face as daniel bryan has always been then you're probably also going to be a really good heel because daniel bryan's been on that other side on that kofi kingston side mm. and he knows what works you know I, the, there aren't wrestlers out there with better timing than a daniel bryan who knows mm-hmm. when to do what and yeah couldn't have put it Put, put it better than yourself, JP. Just, uh, again, uh, an enthralling match from start to finish. And, yeah, uh, maybe even for me, four and a half stars is a little harsh reflecting on it. Now maybe I'll have a, a second look at this match. But hard to do that when there's, uh, there's so much content to get through and so much yeah. of a media to get through. Uh, yeah, that was definitely the high point for me. And, again, I think it you, you touched on it there. It dampened it a lot in a lot of ways the rest of the card. Like Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey is probably the best place to go next because that was mm. the other big match on, on the card, the other match that I was I was very much looking forward to. They've protected Ronda Rousey so well. I don't think she's had a bad match in WWE, um, mm. at least as far as the pay-per-view matches go. Uh, but yeah, I don't know whether it was <laughs> watching it so late in the night, uh, coming in front of a relatively quiet crowd. There were lots of, for me, clunky moments in the match. The finish looked, you know, we can talk about it, a little bit botched and kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, D- didn't do a lot for me, unfortunately. Um, and I was expect, I wasn't expecting huge things, but I was expecting it to be in the conversation for for match of the night. Um. I think it's at that point that possibly the idea of the three-way itself might mm. have been the thing that took away from the match for me. Interesting. It didn't, it didn't feel necessarily dramatic. Mm. Now, and that's a really sort of strange thing, and that's obviously no, sort of temp- tempered by it being so late in the day and the fact that the fans were clearly exhausted mm. by this stage and had a hell of a lot to get through, including a completely unnecessarily very long match not that long before that. And I think they were they were obviously worn out. So for me, there was like the, the necessary epic part wasn't there. Now, I think they did a brilliant job and they did a tremendous video package for this. But for me, if it had ultimately been sort of Ronda versus Becky, I think that kind of direct focus would have mm. necess- would have worked a bit more for me. Um, and that's all with the benefit of hindsight. 
It's a very easy thing to say sort of after the main event. Is it? Because um, we were saying it before the lead up. You said yeah. it in the lead up. You know, you're not you're not being a hypocrite here. That's something you'd mm. said before that, you know, it would have been better as a singles. And I think Yeah. I get the yeah. reasons for it. Mm. If Ronda's going away for a year, mm. it makes sense to to try and get Charlotte to get the rub of it. Ultimately, it will always end up being sold to us as a much bigger and better thing than it ever was. Mm. So in the sort of pantheon of you know, they'll. It depends how much they want to replay into that into that finish as well, which is hard to get away from it. Um, Joe made a point to me um, when he came back and was was talking about it. They feel very, very rushed, and it felt, uh, it felt yeah, rushed is the way. It felt like yeah, the main edgy. events. The main events were all in when uh, the Young Bucks in uh, Phoenix mm. were rushing through spots to get to the end. I mean, uh, as far as I know, there was there was no reason to do that, but it did. Rush is, is a good word. Which, on a show this length, is kind of unforgivable. Mm. There's no way in hell you should be rushing a match like this. Mm. shouldn't have to do it. But ultimately, it, it did feel that way. And I, I think there's a lot of reasons why it kind of affects the idea of it being an epic. And it's possibly of the kind of major matches that Rousey's had, the one that's felt kind of the weakest. Mm. Um, and, and ultimately, it's hard. You know, you talk about like the botch finish as well. That took a lot away from me, yeah. Because that felt very obvious. It was just a dirty way to end the show as well, wasn't it? It was just like an yeah. accidental sting, like an accidental Nick Patrick sting <laughs> clap count in Starcade '97. It was like an comparison. accidental version of it. It will take away from the finish, yeah. Because anytime well, there's oh, like, you know, it plays into the storyline. Here's my big WrestleMania moment. By the way, I really shouldn't have had it because her shoulders are very clearly up. Yeah. Well, what you? I mean, the commentators were. Yeah, Corey Graves, I think it was, pointing mm. out that, you know, there's a bit of controversy there. And I was like, oh, we, I just wanted the nice, clean, babyface yes. wins. It's over. I, I think mean, they I wanted that. Yeah, they did, exactly. Like, there were reports coming out in, in the immediate aftermath saying that it was a botch and that that wasn't supposed to be the finish. It then subsequently, uh, Dave Meltzer was saying, um, if he is to be believed, that it was a botch in the sense that Ronda's shoulder was supposed to be down. And obviously, it wasn't. Mm. But it, A, wasn't on purpose on her, her behalf, and yet yeah, B, was the plan finish. But I could absolutely buy it not being the plan finish because it, it just, it was so out of nowhere. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. Did it, it didn't feel like um, it should have come out. It really took me by surprise. And then having seen, and then initially thinking the shoulders are up there, this isn't good. Mm. And then going into it, and then I, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously they had Corey Graves play it up because he kind of, would have to you have to they'll they, they would do their best but you kind of have to acknowledge it's going to be interesting how they acknowledge it tonight mm. because is this going to set up just a charlotte feud which i can imagine that's that would be the logical way to play into it you shouldn't have got the pin that wasn't a proper pin it's me and you winner takes all and you can play that kind of storyline out yeah i guess we'll guess uh by the time people are listening to this they might have uh, the answer to that question but yeah mm. uh, it'll be interesting to see um i mean ch- changing gears i mean I, well, I suppose we're talking negatives anyway triple h and batista uh, oh. i definitely want to pick him right on that one that oh, was man. i went around to my mate paul's i got out the house to uh, to watch this one and we were just watching it on the couch going like has triple h just like rented mad max on dvd like he's he's like four or five years behind the rest of the world when it comes to these film um, ideas that he comes up with, and it was the the worst graphics I've ever seen on the big screen as well when it came out. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy the 
you know, preposterous Triple H is. You know, he gets it does feel like you know they get like a million budget for all for all these big entrances, and they spend nine hundred thousand on Triple H every year. Uh, Batista <laughs> got his big entrance as well, coming out the back of his mm. his limo uh, in full gear, which just looked fucking weird. He then managed to fall over on the way into the ring, which was one of the funniest things I've seen all weekend. Um, yeah, and then they proceeded to have a match where it felt like the two of them just moved in slow motion. Like again, you know, I saw uh, on Furious Ian Hamilton. Uh, the two men who were doing the, the Lord's work and getting reviews out this weekend mm-hmm. both gave this one star. I was a little bit more generous. I think I went two and a quarter because I kind of appreciated that the ideas were there. It was just that the bodies of the two plugs just couldn't do them. Uh, I don't know. Where did you land in it? Because I love Big Dave. I, I, I can live with with Triple H, maybe not as epic matches, but I didn't see a scenario going in where this wasn't going to be absolutely terrible and maybe absolutely terrible or strong, but uh, it wasn't good. Yeah, because the logical thing to do here is to have a five-minute match mm. and play to the strengths and go absolutely balls to the wall and do something like that. But Triple H can't do that. He really can't. <laughs> no. He is un- He's unfortunately married to the idea that he needs to have me- epic mania matches. As it- And with their version of revisionist history, they'll play it up as he had these epic WrestleMania matches throughout history. And if by epic you mean long then yeah, he's had those. He's had some really long matches that are completely unnecessary. Dave, bless him, for someone who's been out of the ring as long as he was when he was in there, um, I still kind of had a a soft spot for him. Although him falling into the ring, I was like, oh, "Oh, Jesus. It wasn't a good omen, was it? It wasn't a good omen at all. I was also very curious who are the people who were like in that... um, the security guards as he came out of the car for the entrance. And yeah, I mean, sometimes what can you say about triple H at WrestleMania other than it brings out the absolute worst instincts in him Mm. when it comes to his own matches. He is apart from Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That's That's the, uh, that's it. Name another great triple H WrestleMania match in, you know, 10 odd years to be honest, like controversial take trip for me, triple H, uh, bad's probably not the way, but I've found them bang average for all 15 years, uh, yeah. with exceptions. Like, I kind of said this leading into this match, uh, that Triple H is someone who, if we're honest with ourselves, when was his prime? His prime was 20 years ago. Yep. It was 1999, probably mm. 2000, to be fair. 2000 was a great year. I was a huge... Uh, I was a big fan of, you know, when you get the early stages of being a smart mark, JP, and you get into all the heels. I was banging to Triple H in the year 2000. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the good year, the big big matches, Kurt Angle, lots of rock matches, Benoit match in that year, Jericho match in that year as well. Uh, but that that's his peak. And ever since, we've kind of trumbled along with different versions of Triple H, whether it be Evolution or him trying to be Harley Race or him becoming this legend slash office member who comes back once a year for a match and just i'm done with it i'm done with him being in these prominent positions on wrestlemania i mean we're going to talk about the glut of other matches on the card and there's plenty of other things i'd cut out of this wrestlemania i just wouldn't bother with with putting on this big card but the big triple h match i was to be honest i was kind of hoping for a batista win um Mm. and the triple h could go into you know even if it's just you know retirement in name but he comes back for a the odd blood feud or something i can probably live with it as long as it's not a mania epic uh but no uh, batista was back to to do the job um which he probably wanted he probably wanted to come and you know do do the favor for for triple h who did so much for him in his career but 
yeah um definitely gonna have a probably gonna get another five years of this uh this triple h stuff just a, a wonder who he's gonna face next year i think we are i mean and unless there's a situation where next year for example drew mcintyre comes out and basically kills him in two minutes <laughs> like and that will never happen his own no. ego will not allow that to happen that much no. is very much evident you lose he may he he's willing to lose but it has to be on his terms it has oh. to be like as on boss villain terms rather than someone going you're 50 mate i'm gonna crush you <laughs> and, which isn't the thing that he will not allow himself oh. to happen it's it's the same reasons why he has to have the fancy car driving out every year and ridiculous things and this mm. year's film like you say was mad max fury road he seems to have moved past his terminator phase <laughs> which in, in and of itself is like 40 years out of date but you know we'll let that just, slide triple h just baby faced himself to the the smarter audience because yeah. of nxt but you've got to remember at an, even with nxt how good it is triple h is the dad trip the, the nxt yeah. wrestlers at their core are all his kids triple yes. h is the grown-up in the room still um again the, yeah the fortunately the uh the ego of uh, triple h is uh probably going to be a continue to be a problem uh, into the future but i can take that side of it it's just yeah when he puts himself unfortunately uh in these epics where it's a big problem um but i suppose we should uh, get into mm. uh, the, i mean the rest of the cards i mean anywhere anywhere you want to pick out but big highlights low lights uh i don't know well i'll throw it to you jp um interesting oh which ones are good i mean i would say of the matches were all right i was gonna say actually yeah the um i enjoyed the cruiserweight match simply because they just went out and did shit Mm. basically they just went out oh i didn't count that's the pre-show it's not WrestleMania. oh okay okay (laughs) all right no okay if we're starting at the opener opener i didn't mind i mean i only gave it like sort of two and a half in terms Mm. of rollins and brock simply because it it as a match, there wasn't necessarily much to it. No. It was very de- decisive, and mm. I liked that aspect of it. I like the fact that actually Rollins got the kind of big decisive win, which they never gave to Reigns, mm. um, really, at, at, at sort of any point. This was kind of as, as definitive as it was. And obviously, it was on the on the day of there was a lot of rumours what was going to be happening, that apparently that UFC are looking at him and Cormier, Daniel Cormier, <laughs> to fight for the heavyweight title in August, and that's a fight that Cormier massively wants because of the obvious payday that that comes with. Is he in the USADA testing pool? All I'll say is he didn't bloody look like he was. <laughs> he also a little bit slimmed down, but mm. he was in incredible shape. Yeah, he was, and he'd been tanning like an absolute stallion, hadn't he? he really had. <laughs> Just tanned within an inch of his life tanned like a stallion yeah i don't know what that means just, <laughs> just, just words pop into my head because the, the, the stallions tan is that a thing they it's true isn't it? it's a bit like do androids dream of electric sheep yeah do ta- <laughs> do stallions tan question answer us on twitter oh i've gone mad it's gone off the rails already it, 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 it did the job though that much. Uh, yes, I, I'm not high on Seth Rollins. Uh, he's not my kind of wrestler. He should be my kind of wrestler, but he's. Mm. I just. I don't know. I don't like him as a heel. I don't find him very likable as a babyface. For me, he's an upper mid card act. But maybe we'll we'll get into that a bit later when we talk about another guy overseas. An upper mid card act, but it did its purpose. It got Seth Rollins over, although you know Brock did take most of the match. 
thought it was fine. And I thought AJ and Randy Orton as the second match of the card again was fine. It was your this is where we might differ. It was the for me. It was your Randy Orton three star special. I think I gave it an extra point two five because AJ Styles was in there and dragged a little bit more out of it. Um, like we said earlier, kind of shocking that AJ's best Mania matches is still a Shane McMahon match. Um, yeah. and it's not. You know, is it even close at this point? Uh, no, I don't think it all. is. If you think of one yeah. of the other ones are Jericho, Nakamura, and Orton. <laughs> and Nakamura and this are well off that Shane McMahon match. And the Jericho match felt like a disappointment as well at the time. So Yeah, exactly. So that's it. Shane, Shane owes the winner. Best in the world for a reason. Um, yeah. But Orton, yeah, uh, we've described him before. He's the he's the worst, best wrestler in the world, isn't he? He's the, mm. he's the wrestler the other wrestlers will point to and say, I've got the oh. NXT UK guys on Twitter driving me mad, JP, going on about how these are two pros going at it. Uh, I, I like, saw some of that shit All that being usual said. stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll take that with AJ Styles. And you know what? I'll take it. Randy Orton is a pro, but ugh, he just can't have an exciting match to, to save his life at this point. This was just, again, not bad for me. I don't know if you disagree, but just that fine. Randy Orton, don't get out of second gear. WrestleMania match. Yeah, it, to be honest, I mean, I think I gave it two and a half, and no, there's simply an aversion I have to Randy Orton generally, and AJ did kind of as much as he could. I mean, I, Orton is sort of beyond stale at this point. The Viper stuff just is it, absolutely embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I also look at um, quite a bit of uh, it, the way that his just the chin locks and it's almost like the delight in in trolling the audience of just going yeah i know you don't like this and and at some point there was a whole blinding light thing which he seemed mm. to think of like oh oh the crowd are into me and it's like no they're fucking not mate they're being blinded <laughs> by the same light that did joe in a couple of days ago days before I think I think he was he was trying to kind of cover up for it, wasn't it? Although everyone yeah. knew it was happening. Super worker, CJP. Well, at pro. least AJ cut, kicked out of his RKO. There was that to yeah. be notable about it, but I don't see what AJ gains by it, other than he had a, another singles match on a Mania card. It's, it says that AJ Styles is protected. I mean, Randy yeah. Orton's one of Vince's boys. You know, when does Randy Orton lose on WrestleManias? Uh, Orton's one of his guys. Uh, obviously, AJ Styles is one of his guys. I, I always wonder about that. Like, you never would have called AJ the AJ Styles that was in Impact and even the AJ Styles that was in New Japan walking into WWE pretty much immediately becoming a top guy after that uh, that little Roman Reigns feud, after a short blip uh, with what he was doing with uh, with Jericho as the pit bull, and then being protected for the last three years. Um, he's as, found out he's a Republican, probably. You know what I was about to say? I reckon, honestly think that's one of the reasons. I bet you they have great chats uh, backstage about how great Trump is and how awful Hillary is. Yeah. Uh, that, that Obama. Uh, bet you that comes up from time oh, to time. Oh, exactly. I'm, it is. I'm sure they wink at each other and say Benghazi and then walk, walk on. <laughs> I mean, like, Probably, that would probably surprise- that conversation as well. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't, yeah. Oh, that wouldn't surprise you as well if Orton was like that in any way. I mean, I love to make these assumptions. I've got no evidence to back up any of this. I'm the ones who publicly say stuff like Sami Zayn, for example. Um, <laughs> I think I think to his defence, I think AJ Styles is what probably the other thing is he walked into WWE with a sense of confidence and a yeah. sense of self that I don't think a lot of wrestlers have got. Uh, he's comfortable in his own skin, isn't he? And mm. you can rely on him too. And I think that's, again, I think the days of AJ Styles have been 
blow away matches, feel a little bit gone. What was the last time you last time you raved about an AJ Styles match? I think mm-hmm. it was the Brock match, and that was a you know that was that was fun. But other than that, in the last year to to two years, there haven't been a huge amount. But he's reliable. You know, he's a level above Orton as far as you know. He's not giving you a reliable two star match. He's giving you a reliable three and a half star match, uh, four star yeah. match maybe. And uh, but yeah, I think it's that too. And to be honest, it's, it's kind of the perfect place for him to be at this stage of his career. Oh yeah, he was like, never going to AEW. That was no pe- people were kidding themselves. Like AJ Styles was on the Indies and in TNA. I know you love TNA, JP. Yeah, but he was in TNA for ten years. Like he's he's put his work in. He's finally yeah. got his WWE contract. They seem to like him. They push him. He's not. He's not leaving to go to AEW. You know that was never happening. He is. I mean, I, I think with the general upside as well, he is one of the more higher paid members because he does work so much and he doesn't seem to get injured, mm. and so and everyone seems to enjoy working with him. So in terms of the reputation that he has amongst everyone there, it's the perfect place for him to be at this stage. It would be great to see him have a another great WrestleMania match at some point. Um, mm. I don't know when they'd be able when they'd be able to do that, who they'd be able to do that with, but to give him something to sink his teeth into would be nice mm. because still at the end of the day, this was pretty much this was filler. It was. It was. And there was plenty of filler on this yeah. card. I mean I suppose get get brief thoughts on on most of the undercards and if anything else uh, let you weld up. I did I did like the uh, the SmackDown tag team title four way match. Uh, mm-hmm. Usos, uh, Nakamura and Rusev, wasn't it? The bar yeah. and and Alistair Black and Ricochet. Surprisingly a lot of fun. Uh Ricochet and Alistair Black doing double duty this weekend. Uh, yeah. I thought they they came across well. I still don't like them as a team, but you know, uh, nice to see Ricochet in a WrestleMania uh again surprisingly a lot a lot of fun uh but really for me, for me that was the i thought everything else there were other things on the show that were okay but as far as approaching a good match or a very good match i think that was kind of it for me i think so and i think you're probably higher on that tag match than i am not that i thought that it was bad um and i thought ricochet sold great and the crowd seemed to to pretty much enjoy him if you know it, I still think it's it's the weird dichotomy of all these wrestling fans who've gone to see all these shows and still there'll be people who've gone to WrestleMania who don't really know who Ricochet and Alistair Black are. They're not familiar with NXT. This is the one time of the year they, they dip in and out. And I think Ricochet did enough to, to stand out within that. And there were some good spots, particularly the giant swing with Sheamus kind of going between the, um, the bit where he punches on the ropes. I don't know what it's called. Um, and it, it was fun. Um, of other stuff that I enjoyed on the card, I suppose because it's the first match, and by default, it, it kind of means that I don't have to see as much of that god-awful Sam Roberts on the fucking pre-show panel. <laughs> but I quite enjoyed Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy for what it was, just simply because they went balls to the wall. Mm. They just went, "This, I'm gonna, we're going to get all our stuff in. We've basically got 15 minutes. This is as good as... Or 10 minutes. This is as good as it's ever going to get. And they did a decent enough job and it wasn't entirely empty in the crowd there was enough of them there for there to be sort of noise and a bit of atmosphere and they seemed to react because it was the first thing they'd seen all day they seemed to react to some of the more spectacular moves yeah i don't know the 205 live gets a gets a good rep and i know people who are really into the weekly tv show Mm. and these kind of matches on kickoffs uh, i just they don't engage me i just there's something about it it just maybe it's the 205 live stank it doesn't matter how often Mm. wrestlers are working in the ring with the exception of mustafa ali i couldn't care less Um, yeah um, yeah i wasn't as high on it as you um i thought the the tag match on the pre-show was all right i I like the revival um 
they're fine. Um, I, I kind of, I think I prefer them outside of WWE, which is probably more likely going to be the case at some point. But mm. I didn't have a huge amount to take away from those. Um, I suppose we should also talk about like the the glutter matches at the top of the card. Like, oh. there, was, there was about four matches in a row, JP. That like if you tied me down and asked me to tell you what happened i think i'd struggle like samoa joe ray mysterio okay i can tell you that it was a minute and, and samoa joe went it went over cleanly was that because of Ray's Ro- knee i think so i was a bit annoyed at the time because i've been i'm a big joe fan you know like you're a big tna fan uh jp yeah. me being the uh the ring of honor fan was uh quite happy to see samoa joe get a get a wrestlemania match so it's a little bit sad that it went so quickly but then again it, it suits the character of joe and yeah i think i think ray was injured i think that was kind of the story there so that, not a lot to say about that one roman and drew mcintyre apparently had a 10 minute match couldn't tell you a thing about oh. it the Bin crowd Balor. was so dead. Oh, for, I remember for this. I, were you following point, it on Twitter where people were saying that the Roman was getting booed? I didn't hear any of that. Maybe it was my TV, uh, TV, or or maybe the I don't think the maybe they muted it. Uh, I didn't notice really. Um, possibly they did. I didn't notice it myself. What I what I sensed was apathy, mm. and obviously it was the match that that was the match that went on after Kofi versus Brian. Mm. And so it was in a death spot anyway. I could easily be wrong on that. But it just felt like it was the crowd were definitely asleep and they'd wanted a break at that point and they got this instead. And yeah, it was a professional wrestling match. I've seen it. Like you, what happened in it? I've got no idea. <laughs> and I, I like Drew McIntyre as well. It should be. I mean, I'm just looking. It was uh, Joe Mysterio was the buffer between. So they had a, they had a shot. Uh, mm-hmm. But Drew McIntyre is someone who could be a top guy. He's got the look. He's got he's got the talking ability. Mm-hmm. He's solid in ring. You know, maybe another Randy Orton for me, but he, he's good. Um, but the, you know, you've got to push him like one to 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 make it mean something. Like, why is Braun Strowman messing around in the pre-show battle royal? I know he won, but I would. I know we've seen yeah. it a million times. I don't know. Maybe it's the you know the thing that Romans maybe is he hundred percent yet? But it would have felt more like a WrestleMania match to have Roman in there with Braun. I think people would have taken it more seriously. Yeah. Um, again, wouldn't have been the freshest of matches, and I get the argument for wanting Drew in a big spot. But if you're going to do it, you got to follow through. But yeah, not very memorable. Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. It was Kurt Angle's retirement match, JP. Oh. And again, I can't tell you a lot about it. It was just a match. Uh, it was better than the other ones because the other ones were so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least Kurt Angle kind of saved his, himself a little bit for this. Which says a lot that the Chad Gable, AJ Styles matches, no. Baron <laughs> Corbin, slightly better. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying that would be complimentary because it's still argument. awful. Maybe that's why they uh, they wanted to put him in there with something like a Baron, where he's not going to try and kill himself. Uh, yeah, weird. I mean, even at the Hall, I caught it. With, I'm going to mention it in a minute. I caught it with the Hall of Fame today. Oh yeah, and uh, I didn't even I didn't realize when Cena came out, people were uh, were chanting Wrestle Angle uh, or something along those lines. Adam, it was loud. Uh, I thought they might have changed gears. I, I, I was kind of watching the match and watching Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle do nothing, and I'm still sat there thinking, ah, this can't be real. It's been going on for six minutes, but at some point. Cena's going to come out, or the the Undertaker's going to come out, or yeah. they're going to do something else. Nope. Uh, I mean, it's, I think it's the right Corbin call. Corbin over clean. If, if, I mean, if you genuinely think Baron Corbin's good, I don't. But if you're the booker, you do. If you're Vince, Vince Money, you do. Yeah. Then it's it's the right call. Kurt Angle shouldn't win in his last match. That, that, that's just me. Um, but, yeah, Baron, but the, the problem is Baron Corbin isn't good. But the question is, it's like, is this the right person to get that kind of a rub? Mm-hmm. Whereas you think, actually, funny enough, it would have been perfect. We mentioned him before about Chad, Chad Gable. 
would have You'd possibly... have to build him up, though. Yeah, you would you, have to build up to that, obviously, and that requires mm. them to think more than a week <laughs> ahead. Yeah, you couldn't which is... Galloway in. Yeah, exactly. And, mm. you know, there's no... And because they can't think necessarily in that way and, and kind of build it up properly, you, you end up with stuff like this. What will Corbyn get from it? I don't mm. really know. Mm. Um at this point, because it's, it's, I don't say that he's not necessarily tainted Kurt Angle, but it's been a case where the last match, if anything, should have been last year's mania. Mm. Um, that, that's as high a profile and as good in a match as he's ever going to be able to do. And he was, you know, there was a lot of bells and whistles and Tim to be sort of masked over in that match with Rousey and mm. Triple H and Stephanie. But this time around, this was uh, brutal to, brutal to watch. Mm, definitely. Uh, so yeah, that was that. Uh, got a nice uh, Kurt Angle send off. Um, just looking at my notes, JP, were you aware that there was a match between Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley on this show? Uh, apparently, went four minutes. Um, oh, Finn Balor, the Demon. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I, I who say likes that. that? Oh, sorry. I, I, I tell you, you're probably aware, JP, because this mm. was the semi-main event, and you got to see an Irish winner in the semi-main yeah. event, and you got, an, got to see an Irish winner in the main event. So, I bet you were made up. Oh. It's... <sighs> I, happy from that perspective, more for Becky Lynch. I mean, the, the Intercontinental title doesn't have any meaning necessarily. Seeing Ballas uh, stand up with it and you're just thinking, you know, this belt in and of itself doesn't have any significance other than it's something for you to hold as you stand on the second rope. Um, it, just for me, the more I see Ballas, the more I'm I'm kind of incredulous at what's happened. Um they play they play this demon stuff up. I I I can't think of a time when I've enjoyed uh, which feud have I enjoyed of his since he's been in the main roster. Can you think which of it? Yeah, which match? It's these things going. I'm, I can remember you having these amazing matches. Can you? When? Uh, no, I was talking about in Japan. Uh, do we never uh, good though? I think so. I think yeah. No, I do. I, the, uh, the parts of the parts of the junior run and the junior tag stuff and in, in Apollo fifty five. I suppose I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. But even even I mean I'm not not even, NXT. No. I can't think of any great match he had. No, I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not as big as you know yeah. fan even in, even in Japan to be honest. Uh, Finn Balor, someone who you know I mentioned earlier, Seth Rollins is someone I'm, I know I'm in the minority. I'm just not mm. high on. I see him as upper mid card at best. Finn Balor. That times 10. Seth Rollins is on another level compared to Finn Balor for me. <laughs> Probably going to make some enemies out of this, but I just find Finn Balor yeah. the most bang average wrestler. Like, he's supposed to. He, he's, he's kind of in, you know, ever since the year 2002 when Triple, we talked about Triple H's ego before being on top and mm. all the hardcore fans like me could talk about was, why aren't they pushing the cruisers? Push the smaller wrestlers. And Finn Balor's like along that, you know, with, with pretty much every other undersized, you know, work rate quote-unquote wrestler that you know we always say oh they should push him harder they should do more with him they should give him better stories all of that is is, is true but i think at the end of the day he's just not that very interesting he's not that very interesting of a wrestler uh i think he's fine i think he's a mid carder i just i don't like i don't the demon stuff couldn't be less convincing uh he was on raw sticking his that weird sticking his tongue out thing he was doing like and he's he's got like this cosplay on where he's got like a basically got a rasta hat on and he's you know, got, <laughs> got this face paint on and it's just all a bit like it's fucking stupid, mate. It is, is yeah, it's it stupid. And it's nothing different. There's nothing different about Finn Balor when he has this matches. He gr- he grumbles a little bit and he growls a little bit and yeah, I know I, I, I'm in the minority. Sorry, everyone, especially to Ireland, uh, the, the Irish uh, who were fans of him. But I just don't I don't see it with Finn Balor. Uh, I've never seen it and. Uh, 
again, I think this was another. But I know they they only got four minutes, and it was Bobby Lashley. Okay, yeah. fine. But as why far have as this, the match then? Yeah, it shouldn't be on the show. It shouldn't, shouldn't be, be on the show. No, no. But four minutes as... and include entrances. <laughs> what ten? Do you need yeah. to have it? What a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't see it. Maybe they, we... they go back to the drawing boards. If it was a more competently booked company, maybe I wouldn't feel this way about Finn Balor. Maybe it's the fact that I've seen him, in, you know, in in a lot of the different possible scenarios now because they've run through so much with him and the, the booking's been has been, you know, below standard with him. There was probably a time he could have pulled the trigger with him properly, mm. and they didn't. I still wouldn't have thought it would work, but that's just me. Sorry, Finn. Um, but yeah, oh. I, I don't know. I don't know where you go with Finn Balor from here. No, uh, he's he's just another one who's treading water. Um, there isn't any interesting stories that have been developed. It's very much kind of comfort comfort zone stuff. Mm, he exists. Yeah. They do the demon. The stuff I have an issue with the demon with is it's kind of it's almost hinting at, at supernatural stuff, and I can't abide that generally. And re- the Undertaker is the one and only person I kind of let that rule slide for, and that's pretty much with gritted teeth about a lot of the kind of dumb supernatural stuff they used to do with him back in the day. But you kind of let that pass. The thing with the demon character is like, well, what is it meant to actually do other than make a fucking mess? <laughs> because there's paint everywhere. It takes ages <laughs> to do. It just seems like a gigantic waste of time. It does. It, does. It, re- it really is. I don't know. It's like I've seen it at rugby events when people will paint an advert onto the pitch <laughs> and you see lads rolling around with blue paint on their heads and you're going... Who thought this is a good fucking idea? Like, <laughs> having do a match, crazy things. It's called WrestleMania. Ran oh. it over. So you're thinking of the, the poor people having to clean up after him, mm. JP. Appreciate that. You're thinking of the that's me. Of the little people. That's, that's and, what you do. And also say is a little correction. It wasn't Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns that went on after Brian Kofi. It was yeah, it was so, uh, Ray, Ray and Ray and Joe. Joe. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I suppose uh, any other thoughts on on Mania as a show or or or. Yeah, any other things that have come to mind or anything else you want to discuss on it before we talk the rest of uh, what we've uh, we've, we've caught up on today? Yeah, some I suppose overall thoughts on it. I mean, it's it's very interesting that ultimately, you know, this is a moment-based company, it's something that we we've, we've often banged the drum about and they had two big moments here and one worked and one for me didn't. And I know people who will do because they're a lot more invested in the Becky Lynch character than I ever am. But ultimately, that that didn't really work. Whereas the Kofi one is the one that that did. Um, found it fascinating that they had the three big title matches. The faces went over. I, mm. I, I, I really Rice wasn't. Expect- yeah, Rice Pudding Day. I wasn't expecting it. It's not normally in Vince's mo. I mean, even the the Shane win itself is sort of so screwy. <laughs> and gets lost up in the general silliness that oh, we didn't mention that did we that was that like as a stunt goes a superplex yeah. i mean it was obviously through like a load of boxes but i thought i thought people hating that i thought that was really creative in case like, any of the cameramen just fancied jumping off at any point they're in safe hands <laughs> big fucking crash mat next to them brilliant uh, I yeah I, I thought that was clever but yeah you're right i mean even there you know biz isn't being hurt by that is he no, he isn't it's just that, that ultimately i come away from they had 16 matches on this there's no need. And plus a John Cena Elias bit. Um, <laughs> we didn't mention racist Hulk Hogan coming out as well at the, at the very start, mumbling some shite. People reacted to him. 
they yeah, they they seem you know this is going to become a regular thing. I think it's being reported as well that they're gonna they're feeling they can play up the Saudi stuff a bit more, mm-hmm. which I still say okay. There wasn't a lot of people that I saw with I didn't see anything to do with John Oliver at the event there. Whether or not they tightly controlled that, I doubt it. I don't think. I think he's got a lot more faith in the WWE audience than it I than I have. That's never happening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think they they let a lot of stuff slide. But I'd be interested to see if there is any kind of backlash that goes on if they start playing up the Saudi stuff, which is apparently happening in June. So um, yeah, overall, it's just that there's there's no reason for this show to be this length, other than I saw it reported. It's because Bar- George Barrios and conference calls won't say these are how many minutes. That um, each subscri- subscriber is is watched. is, is watched. Mm. and it's like that's the reason why you you get through this. If I mean, if that's their rationale, I mean, a lot of their pay per views are kind of very difficult to watch at the best of times. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me if they start get rocking up closer to five hours on them, mm. and it's so much could have easily lost like what three and a half hours off this. New Japan's was five hours, and that was. The last couple of Tokyo Domes have been quite tightly paced and focused with very relatively little fat or filler in them. And mm. this is just bloated to high hell. Um, still watchable where it ranks in with, and I'll ask you the, the question where this is ranking alongside other manias. I actually think this is on the lower end. There's one mm. genuinely great match on there, but nothing else really as matches go come anywhere close to it i, I definitely wouldn't say the lower end for me i think as far as recent years go i think there was mm. enough good stuff there uh maybe i've got lower expectations for modern wrestlemanias uh but i think there was enough good stuff especially in the first half uh then i'd probably put it somewhere in the middle of the pack um, i have forgotten there are a lot of shit wrestlemanias <laughs> that's the thing there are a the- lot you, you, you're like me, JP, once you get to a certain age and you've lived through these, mate, like yeah. the WrestleMania 1 was in 1985 when I was 1, so I've, I've grew up with WrestleMania, like I know, if I ever forget how old I am, I was like, oh yeah, it was WrestleMania 35, so I'm 35 this year, there you go, that works out, um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how dumb I am, uh, but, if you, <laughs> but I think you, at, at our age, JP, we were, I can remember the finite details of WrestleMania 1 through 17, 18, 19. Uh, I was at WrestleMania 22. I can't tell you a lot about it. You know, WrestleMania is 23, 4, 5 through, you know, these last 10 years. Uh, they do kind of blend together. There's, there's, yeah. there's big moments, obviously, and, and big matches. Oh. You know, things things like Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, always stick out in the brain. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't think this... I think I'm a little bit higher on you as a WrestleMania. I think mm. it was a long event, even by, you know, your normal standards. But I think... Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan brought the house down. I think that made it worth yeah. it. I thought Miz and Shane was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the, the four-way tag, as I said. Orton, Styles, Lesnar, Rollins were all right. And then there was just, all, like you say, a long line of filler that, that yeah. didn't need to be there. Uh, I the don't need to see another... The end. I never need to see another Battle Royal again no. for quite <laughs> some time. Um, I, I, you say about them blending in, just one quick note. When I first put on... And the tablet, uh, my tablet, to start watching um, it this morning. I accidentally somehow had pressed WrestleMania 34, hmm. and I pressed it, and I was like, I, I was watching <laughs> for like two minutes, where I realised it's the wrong show. It happened a year ago. I was Brilliant. like, Luke Harper there? Why is he there? The new day it was like, 
oh, they're against the bludgeon. Oh, it's the wrong one. Like, <laughs> and I'd sat through entrances and stuff, and I was like, fucking hell, this looks. <sighs> but it looked, it didn't look that much different. And I would say that with it, the aesthetic, although next year's one, that whole Pirates of the Caribbean thing, I think that could be awful, what they managed to come up with there, the Tampa Bay. Just think what Triple H is going to do. I, I, I'm struggling. I, I've got, do you know what I'm fearing? Him and Randy Orton. <laughs> so the Pirates of the Caribbean match, is he going to come out dressed as, uh, as Johnny Depp? Or? Yeah, no holds barred. <laughs> 45 minutes for some fucking treasure. I don't know. Whatever shite they want to do. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it'll sell out and it'll do mm. millions of dollars of business. So, you know, who are we, JP? Um, yeah. Well, we're still going to hand over money for the network, aren't we? We'll be here complaining next year. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just uh, these shows do blend together these last few years. So, yeah, it would have been hilarious. Imagine if you'd have sat, if you'd have got an hour in, I don't think I'd have been, I'd have been shocked. You know, these uh, The pre shows are pretty much the same. You just, it's depending on which knobheads are on. You might have noticed that, oh, yeah, that's that's weird. Why is, uh, why is Nobhead with the podcast not on? Why is, uh, what's his name? The uh, the guy, the, the rap DJ guy. Uh, oh. Oh, Ro- Rosenberg? Rosenberg. Why is Rosenberg he- back? That might have been the only thing that would tip you off. Oh, God, yeah. He was instead of that Pat McAfee guy, yeah. and he had a suit, a, what was it, a suit jacket and a <laughs> shirt and a pair of shorts. Yeah, He's a tit. It. Get him off. He's fucking <laughs> annoying. Uh, that's it. But yeah, there you go. Uh, we we survived it, JP. It was the last show of the weekend. Yes. So you've got to watch it. It's WrestleMania weekend, unless you Joe. Uh, again, respect the fact that he's uh, he's still not seeing it yet, despite being in New York. But was it the only thing we watched uh, these last uh, this last twenty four hours, JP? Mm. We did both did a little bit of a uh, catch up watching. Um, just on a couple of things, I put a, a tweet out just saying, "Is there anything we've missed over?" Over Mania weekend, uh, that you know, we should go back and watch. Uh, still a mm-hmm. couple of stragglers. Um, I've noticed, you know, again, there are still people out there doing reviews on, you know, Hamilton and, and, uh, and Furious. Still, mm-hmm. still knocking out reviews of uh, the random shows they've missed. There's a, there's a couple I'm willing to let go. Uh, Impact is one I still haven't seen. I think I've said four shows in a row. I want to yeah. watch that. Impact Apparently, it was show. bad though, wasn't it? There yeah, was... that's the thing. I can't get motivated. I know it's only fight books, but it's forty fight books. Oh, uh, fuck that. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll catch up at mm-hmm. some point. Um, but yeah, I caught up on the uh, the House of Glory show, uh, Culture Clash. I mean, we wanted to, uh, we got going into Mania weekend. I was quite hyped on that thing, mainly because I like the look of uh, the Phoenix match with Amazing Res, and I like the that star-studded six-man they had with uh, Muta, Pentagon, uh, Tajiri, uh, LAX, and Loki. And then the actual real thing was, yeah, not that great. Uh, it was... It was a weird show. Um, I wish I'd picked another one to catch up on, to be honest, JP. Uh, hmm. I enjoyed Anthony Gangon, who I mentioned had that, uh, that no-rope match with Amazing Red a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago uh, from last year. Uh, had a solid match with Robbie Eagles, who's apparently in the Bullet Club. I don't know if you're aware of that, JP. Yeah, um, he's the sniper. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, El Fantasmo's future, um, as the forgotten member of the Bullet yeah. Club. That was that was a fun match. I like Anthony Gangon. Uh, he had a bad finish. It wasn't really worth it. The the six man I was so hyped about Muto Pentagon Tajiri against LX and Loki. It had some fun moments. I got to see you know the the token uh, Muto spots, and I got to see that just that pure star power on that side of the ring. Muto Pentagon Tajiri uh, all stood together. Um, even Loki doing a job. That kind of was a a bit of a shocker. That's not um, like him. It's not like him at all. Maybe he wasn't feeling too good. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. Phoenix, instead of facing Amazing Red, faced Ken Broadway. 
I mean, is that a name you've ever heard of, JP? No. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's... Who's he? He's, he's apparently he's getting a rep in the northeast. I'd not heard much about him, and it was a solid match. It was fine. It wasn't, you know, hugely, hugely memorable um, in any way, really. Uh, so yeah, that was fine as well. Um, they had Rob Black on the show doing a promo. Um, oh wow, from XPW! I, I forgot he was even a thing. I uh, thought he'd gone still, to jail at one point, didn't he? He's, he's still involved. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I, I don't know why they're using Rob Black, but they were using... It was the most shitty show I saw all weekend, to be honest. The production was shite. They had a lot of good wrestlers on the car, but they didn't really <laughs> use them in the, in the best way. Uh, yeah, Rob Black was there. There was a CZW invasion as well, which, I mean, who cares about at this point? <laughs> last time a CZW invasion was interesting was with Ring of Honor in yeah. 2006. Damn, uh, damn right. That yeah, was a good interpromotional feud. There you go. You need Gabe booking it to, uh, to make that work. Uh, although, yeah, maybe not the, the Gabe of 2019. Uh, but yeah, an okay show. Uh, watched it as a, as a completist. That is something that I, I had wanted to see all weekend. But mm. yeah, I'm not going to be uh, telling you, JP, to, to rush out and see that. I won't. <laughs> After that, I'll have, I, I can miss that one and learn to live in the fullness well, this- of time. This is why it's the drugs, JP. This is why it's it the is. stuff we haven't picked out in the first place. Although I would say we both watched uh, the ladder match from the, the Shikara show. That had yeah. gotten uh, rave reviews and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Dasha Hatfield and um, yep. what's his name, the NFL bloke? Um, Mr. Touchdown. Mr. Touchdown. How could I forget? Mr. Touchdown. Uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that as far as uh, ladder matches go. And it was like a nice, nice fresh atmosphere, a nice wholesome atmosphere uh, at Shikara. Yeah, it was actually surprisingly brutal for a Shikara match. I, <laughs> I thought it was like bloody hell. It was, it it was, and again, I think I'm I'm kind of being turned off ladder matches. I'll say it was better than the ladder match that was on a Ring of Honor G1 Supercard. Hmm. I'll say it was certainly better than that. Um, they had a really great video package before it as well, building up the storyline to it and how it worked. I thought Quackenbush did a good job on commentary. They hmm. both kind of did enough sort of i would say wacky spots mixed in with some stuff like they were sort of throwing each other into the ladders as the ladders were tied in between the ropes and the rest of it and i thought that was good and then there was the the bit where hatfield obviously did the um oh was it the power bomb he did Mm. through the table to kind of get the victory i I thought i was like surprisingly brutal but very well done Mm. in what probably looked like the rest of it as being sort of a fun shikara show Mm. Yeah, I mean that's a show that all in all got a, you know I saw getting praise, uh, mm. but not really one that they, this was from just a, a, you know one or two people. Uh, I didn't really. Shikara kind of went with evolve and WWN across the weekend is going a little bit under the radar as mm. as far as you know there was no point in the weekend where I saw mass people watching these shows. Um, but yeah, based on the ladder match, I enjoyed it. Shikara is not a product I've watched. In a long time, to be honest, but yeah, I enjoyed it as a as a big grub, grudge match. I like the video going into it as well, explaining the feud and explaining you know they used to be a team and you know the the, the, the dastardly uh, Hashfield now uh, kind of leaning on his friendship uh, and it all coming mm. to to this big big match. And yeah, you know from Shikara standards, it was quite violent. Thought it was creative with all the the ladder stuff, uh, the jewel and ladder spots that they did in the match too. Um, a lot of fun, definitely, definitely something I'd uh, at least as a match. I can't speak for the entire show, but a match I. I tell people to check out. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you've, you've caught up on today, JP? Um, I tried to watch the 
the food fight from the uh, interspecies wrestling show. I think I'm at the limit for wrestling, JP. Uh, it, it was happening. It was on my TV. I was trying to pay attention to it. Someone was using bread as a weapon. Uh, <laughs> it looked like a lot of fun. It was like a, almost like Battle Royal style. Uh, probably just mm. too late in the weekend for me to uh, for, for that one. I think so. And it didn't probably help that beforehand I'd watched, I'd just watched probably one of my final Orange Cassidy match of the weekend, the one against Brian Alvarez. Oh, you watched that, did you? I, saw I did. That the other night. What did you think of it? Um, I thought it was bloody good fun. I thought yeah. Alvarez did some good stuff as a heel. Again, I can't see the hands in the pocket spot again. <laughs> I saw it straight away. I was like, it's like this is like Groundhog Day at this point. I've seen this same spot again. People react to it every he time. And then we, we debated this the other day. Are these the same people? But they always seem to react to it. Alvarez did great. thought it was a great touch, Alvarez losing, because he was distracted by Marco Stunt's music. Oh, he hates but, that stuff as well, saying yeah, that the other night. Yeah. Like he, if, there's any, if there's one thing that Brian Alvarez complains about in his podcast, it's that finish, and they did that exact finish. Although yeah. they couldn't have Marco Stunt come out because Stunt was doing a surprise appearance at Janela the same night. Yeah, exactly. And I think... Um, you know, you, you always hear them talking about Black Label Pro, and I think I'd be a bit more intrigued with the the time I've got on the um, IWTV subscription to to possibly have a, have a look at a couple of other things they've done because uh, it looked like there was some fun other stuff on the card. That was the one that I didn't get around to seeing it. It had the Matt Tremont in the in the Lego Death Match. We're not trying to say it, the Lego Death Match, um, <laughs> but I, I don't think I could get round to watching that. I watched one Death Match this weekend. And it was quite good, and I kind of think I should leave it that way. I don't need to see any other ones. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Yeah, there's been a lot. I was doing. I've been doing a, a little write up for post on you know matches people mm. should check out, and I was starting to lose count of the amount of similar deathmatchy type things uh, that, that I was that I was talking up. Uh, there's only so many that can stand out. Lego, Lego, the Lego gimmick gives you that, though. I suppose. Yeah, gives you, gives you something different. Um, but that's kind of what this weekend's been about, hasn't it? Standing out and. You know, I suppose we could we could wrap up on the weekend by just talking about you know the mm. the things, the people, the promotions that have stood out for us, the even the streaming services that have stood out for mm. us. You just mentioned their independent wrestling on TV. Tell you what, they did a bang up job this weekend. Yeah, they I almost did. feel guilty that I got it as a free trial. Uh, I don't know if that. Well, I'm really going to let it overrun over in in uh, what is it, a 20 day free trial. That's right. Uh, That's but I, I tell got. you what, I didn't have a I didn't have a problem with any of their streams. They were a little bit slow on getting the VOD up. And I say slow because, you know, I'm doing this podcast and for me, more than two hours is slow. <laughs> uh, to, a, to, a, to a normie, that's probably fair enough. Uh, but other than that, very, very minor personal quibble. I thought they did. They were really good this weekend and a good, a good way to get people to get involved. I, I didn't, I was never a Powerbomb TV subscriber. I still think the, the name's problematic. I think it's mm. independentwrestling.tv. I think you need to show that a bit. Come up that's with right. A bit catchier. But then, then again, they were Powerbomb.tv and then Powerslam TV came out and kind of stepped on their toes. So they, they've tried to go a bit different. Um, but yeah, they've been a big winner. I thought Fight were, were good all weekend as well. Yeah, I thought Fight did um, a very good job. I mean, it's always a big weekend for them for the amount of uh, uh, stuff they have up. But on the whole, I mean, I had some stream issues, but I don't think there were anything to do with Fight necessarily as really they happened to coincide with being on WWN. Mm. Um, there were a couple of very minor ones on I, on independentwrestling.tv. Um, but I think in a way considering where it's come from and like i always think of the shit show that the ring of honor eye pay-per-views were um <laughs> or the evolve with, ones i mean even oh yeah. yeah yeah exactly like these they do seem to have 
have come on a long way and they do seem to have a lot more in the way of professionalism with them as well mm. um but uh, i thought they they did you know did good jobs mm. yeah on the whole i think as a, as a as a viewing experience it was a lot more straightforward i know obviously you have to work out the ridiculously complicated spreadsheet you do every year but for <laughs> me this year in terms of having stuff to be able to watch and it being there and available to get it, it was there yeah i think fight to the fight was there's still a couple of times where I was trying to watch a VOD and it was buffering mm. a little bit. It just felt like, you know, there's a load there. They were streaming so many events at once. So there were a couple of minor quibbles I had with them. And like you say, a lot of, a couple of times when there were problems, like with WrestleCon, the problem was clearly the building's end. Um, so you can kind yeah. of live with it. But definitely the best year we've had. Like, there were years gone by, JP, where literally I could feed my kids for a year based on the credit Gabe was given back to me. Uh, if I had kids. <laughs> uh, it was just like, every year you knew the stream was going to shit the bed and you knew you were going to end up with like 27 free VODs from Gabe. Um, saying that, I didn't really bother with them this year. So you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe people can tell us whether it's been the same thing this year. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, all in all, we were kind of spoiled for, for options this year. I mean, that kind of goes to... A question um, Martin Bushby put to us on mm. Twitter. He was saying, you know, is it, do you reckon it's overload at this point? Fight where, like I say, streaming so much stuff. It, the economy, could they have made a profit? I mean, the amount of us on fight books, like I didn't, I, full disclosure, I didn't pay for a pay per view. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm spoiled because I did this, I did my spreadsheet last year and ended up with so many credits. They've lasted me a year and I bought everything I wanted this year um, through that. I've still got a couple left, but I'm kind of running low, but that's fine. You know, I'll pay next year. Uh, but, you know, there's loads of people like me, you know, like you, JP, using yeah. the credits rather than actually outright paying. And there's so many shows on there. Uh, yeah. Are we at that that point, really, where it's uh, at that tipping point for who can viably, how many shows can, can a many weekend viably support? I think we reached the limit this, this weekend. I think there, there was too many, and I have to say, if you're looking at the overall quality of them, I don't know if it felt to me that last year's felt like they were better generally mm. on the whole, the amount of shows that were there. But yeah, the fight TV model is something that I, I kind of wonder at times thinking how, how does this exist as a viable concern? Mm. Because it doesn't seem like I have to say again, like, you know, and thank you for all of those, all of you who use the referral codes, that stuff really helps us to be able to, watch the shows and then be able to review them um but it means that obviously they're not getting my money they're not getting your money um and other people are using them to perhaps buy isolated but they've already had most of it covered in the referral codes so you do wonder how this works mm. um and yeah there's i don't i don't think you're ever going to see sort of conformity happen with this weekend but there's mm. there are companies and we mentioned ipw um yesterday there are companies who need to think, what are you actually getting for going out there? What do you yeah. get in return for this? Yeah, I, I would I would argue that if you were going to kind of piggyback off a, off another show, I kind of wonder if if double or nothing is something that would be a lot more viable than perhaps mm. a WrestleMania. Because thinking next year, isn't it been reported a lot? And I know this kind of comes up every year that WWE are doing their best to kind of make sure that there isn't buildings yeah, and tap. Trying that they so haven't they? I mean, yeah. they can only con they control government buildings. They can't control private buildings. But yeah. that's an idea that yeah, all in. You know, that's a weekend. Yeah. Where, I mean, I know there's. I think there are shows. Uh, it's closer in spirit, and I don't mm. think they have a an organising company that overtly say we don't want you here. We resent mm. the fact that you're making money out of wrestling on this weekend. It's meant to be our weekend, not theirs. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose there is that. Um, yeah, but I, I, I mean, to the oversaturation point, I mean, I mm. would say I'm a little bit higher on it than you, JP. Maybe I'm a madman, but I really enjoyed this year. Mm. I enjoyed that there were so many shows. Uh, I did pick and choose, though, and it gave me the option to do that. It gave me the option to pick the the best stuff uh, and not bother with Evolve and not bother with WWN and maybe not bother with one or two of the, the shindies, depending on reviews as they came out. Um, but I've got to be did- honest with Oh, go so I was going to say, did Evolve run this weekend? I didn't know that. Apparently they did, yeah, on day oh. one. yeah, Only available on uh, Club WWN. That, that was a, a wise decision, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it, though. I thought it was... I mean, I think the shows that stood out again this year were, were Blood... It was GCW. It was Bloodsport. Yep. It was... You know, we've given him grief, but I still used his music at the top of the show, Orange Cassidy's show. It was Joey Janela's two shows. They were still the things that stood out, and they were still the strong, strong shows. But I think every one of the shows we've talked about, JP, I mean, even, you know, it was just a little bit harsh in House of Glory. Um, every one of the shows had something that I enjoyed on, or uh, as, you, as you'll you know, attest to with WrestleMania, even if I was hate-watching it, I was still enjoying hate-watching it. I was, you know, that, that hour where Ring of Honor were absolutely shit in the bed, it was a load of fun watching that along with the rest yes. of the world. Equally shit in Ring of Honor. I don't know, maybe I'm going to say this, but for me, this was the most enjoyable of the 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 recent mania weekends where there i've i've been there these options to see so many shows i think every year it gets easier and easier for how you can see the shows and where you can see them and it did feel like fight this year have done some quite vital updates to the app that Mm. seem to be working a lot better this year than last year where it wouldn't resume in the right place i'd have to permanently find myself trying to find exactly where i was up to because if my if my phone went on standby we just kind of lose it um they i mean overall i enjoy it like you Mm. say as well for all the reasons you just said i mean there's the element of the hate watching part of it watching things (laughs) that i know i'm gonna kind of dislike but watching yeah oh god if only they were well they've got an msg show coming up as well inexplicably (laughs) um yeah i'm just more in bewilderment at that Um, i will hate what i'll hate watch everything they do now at this point um (laughs) there's there was there is a lot that's really fun out of it. If you talk about a promotion that comes away this weekend, it's really, I mean, GCW. Yeah. Really are the, like you said as well, they're, they're the kind of obvious winners in that. Mm. I don't know what is to be gained. Yeah. Like, like I say, I think with some of the European companies, I, I wonder what it is that can be gained unless you're just effectively running what is a, a sort of a sold show. Mm. And if you're getting a guaranteed amount of income there, then, then for it, because a lot of the time it's the logistics of how fans are getting from A to B to C yeah. is the thing that's that's always the killer. And it means that some shows are going to run late as a knock-on effect if anything else runs long. Um, I would also say a lot of companies, though, seem to have taken – have a car that's two and a half hours long. Yeah. Go with that. GCW mainly. That's another reason yeah. why they win it. None of their shows, bar from the second uh, Janela show with the clusterfuck, yeah. went that long. Uh, I think that – yeah, we're learning there's a formula to it as well, aren't we? Yep, exactly. There is. Mm. There's a formula, and their formula works, and it's working at the moment. Mm. One thing I would say is that, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned uh, promotions not flying themselves out and it being daft. I mean, mm. we gave Progress some grief for saying they weren't flying out because hotel costs were too much, and then it turned out that the entire Progress roster pretty much, <laughs> and the owners were all over with WWE, and that was probably the real reason they didn't come over. But I remember saying at the time, I wouldn't come over if I was them. I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's yeah. worth it. At RevPro, we critiqued them for not using many British guys, but then again, you know, they did come over. I mean, I was probably harshest on them of any promotion this weekend as far as 
their show feeling like their own company's show. Mm. But at the end of the day, if I'm a business man and I'm running that promotion, do it, do it. WXW went all in. I wonder what it cost them to fly over so many of their guys. Um, that is a question, really. Um, but then again, I do think WXW were a winner this weekend. I think they came yeah. over, like DDT did as well. DDT were another promotion, came over. Yeah. Gave Apparently you the Stardom off. as well. DDT and Stardom, I'd like to catch up on at some point. DDT was, you know, from what I saw of DDT, yeah. it was a lot of fun. I mean, the Stardom stream was so shit that I don't know if I'd even recommend it, JP, based on the little oh, bits I jumped on. The commentary was bad in the in the 20, yeah. 20 minutes to half an hour that I watched. But yeah. I, I just want to say, yeah, that they're kind of those promotions that came out, gave you a genuine experience of what that promotion is, especially for the live fans. Uh, from a reputational point of view, I think they're, they're winners too. I think so. I think I can get it for that year of being able to do it. And possibly flying to New York makes it slightly easier and slightly shorter time-wise hmm. um, in terms of, of, of what they're what they're able to do. But um, I, I get why they do it. I, I don't know. Next year is going to be really fascinating to see how it's going to work in terms of venue because Tampa's fresh for mania isn't it there hasn't been a mania there obviously it's florida again because i bloody mm. love going to florida but it's going to feel like it, it's going to feel fresh so in terms of the venues that they run it, i mean i think rev pro did well on ticket sales this year wxw not as well yeah i i just is it i think it? that yeah is it worth it you mentioned about wxw ddt and stardom they kind of it's help established but but really if it's not worth it from a financial basis then i wouldn't Mm. do it i would send over perhaps particular wrestlers and say this is where you would see them but Mm. that for me would be as far as perhaps some of them want to go definitely i mean one other thing i'd say is like another like it's from a promotion point of view we mentioned gcw as a winner i was Mm. really shocked they didn't do their own show because, I mean, the first time there was a Joey Janela yeah. spring break, none of us knew the initials GCW. And none of us came out of Mania Weekend talking about GCW. We came up talking about Joey Janela. Last year, this year, they did a better job of branding the shows. I think we all know what Game Changer Wrestling is now. But it is its own promotion as well. I'm surprised, you know, like the way WWN do, they don't have like a, a GCW Super Show at some point, like or a, just a GCW Canon regular card. You know, they've got the venue. They've got the wrestlers. Um you know, I think they could have done it um, at some point. Uh, I suppose that the focusing on the stuff that they get, you know, there are not easy wins, but, uh, you know, a wins for them. Uh, but I'd like to see them do that ne- next year. I do yeah. think they were a winner again next year, but I think they could go a step further to, to making people like me. Like, I'm not going to watch another GCW show until next Mania weekend, unless they do a Janela show before the end of the year. Uh, they could probably do a better job of uh, promoting themselves. Again, talking to that, that point of view of, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, like the European promotions come out, if you're going to put so many shows on like GCW, like that's an important thing mm. to, to take the fans away with you as long as well as uh, put on these spectacular events yeah I, I would agree with you on that a gcw super show would be mm. something that, that that would be really good fun to watch i have to say as well and it's you heard it throughout the weekend watching all of these mentioned about the collective and that clearly is the best way to operate is some promotions working very much together in terms of how they share the talent how they work people around because that appeared to be the best way forward and in terms of you had sort of obviously the competing venues it appeared to be that venue certainly for some sort of uh, for mm-hmm. WrestleCon and the one that um, was used for Joey Janela's as well appeared to be the ones that that worked best. Mm, definitely, yeah. And then yeah, there were the venues like what House of Glory were, were using, where mm. it, yeah, it, you could tell the difference when you tune into them. Um, Stardom was- ran there. 
Um, yeah. From what I saw of it, and they had a bottom rope there to fix first 45 minutes on the stream. Oh, that looked terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask JP, I mean, while we're talking winners of the weekend, any mm-hmm. any wrestlers that stood out? Anybody who... I mean, it's a tough question, really. Was there anyone who wasn't on your radar or, or radar or oh. was on your radar, but is more so now? I mean, other than Orange Cassidy? There's a good few. I'd be interested. I, I want to say Shane Mercer. Mm. He's um, a big winner for me, yeah. Yeah, he's someone I hadn't seen, and I'm really interested in seeing him as well. Mm. Um, I would say from Bloodsport, I'd like to see Andy Williams again, mm. um, as, some, as someone I haven't seen. Um <laughs> Uh, you fooled me. I, I thought he was a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's trying to think of uh, other people who are sort of unknown. There's a lot of, I suppose, uh, younger wrestlers. Mm. Under, I mean, almost too, too many to sort of go through. People who now the name is kind of there as much as anything else. So mm. I will take a certain degree of interest in. You know who that is now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And yeah. you just think, oh, okay, if I see them at a show, I'm I'm somewhat more aware of who that person is. I think, um, um, I think Jungle Boy had a good weekend. Yes, he okay. did have a good weekend, yeah. He, he's someone who kind of, you know, to that point, he, I, I knew, I know his name, you know, obviously know who his dad is, uh, but I hadn't seen him, but not mm-hmm. a PWG viewer. Obviously, he's going to be in, in, you know, All Elite, so I suppose he's going to be out there to a bigger audience anyway. But I think the fact that they put him over in the scramble match, that Janela himself put him over, and you could tell, you know, Janela was doing that for a reason. Um, it was a calculated calculated move. Maybe it's just the fact I love Jungle Boy's music so much that I used in our last episode, and it's yeah. literally in my head as I talk to you now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that stuck with me as well. I thought he was a bit of a winner. Um, but yeah, yeah. When, you know, when you mention names there, JP, they're all coming out of the Janela show, aren't they? It's all... Oh. it's kind of even you know even you know a couple of the names in the in the clusterfuck uh names that you've you know you've seen years ago that you kind of oh yeah i forgot eric hannon was a thing yeah. uh, but you know for, as far as like young wrestlers go that 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 scramble match was kind of the one that you know brought out mm. uh, made kind of a few names for me that that i'd not seen before yeah yeah i would say that i mean uh even in terms of like a, a jack atlas as well Look very good. I mean, I know there's a question Martin's asked about the best sort of European wrestlers who had good weekends. Added on from that scramble match, I thought the times I saw them, I thought they mm. actually had a could have, could have done. But mm. I thought on the whole, there was things there about themselves getting noticed, and they looked at times a lot more competent than some of the other people who are That's who we've seen over the weekend. Mm. Yeah, they, they, I think that yeah, you know, a kid being in there um, mm. in in the scramble, I think that that was helpful for him. He's someone who, who's just people are starting to get an awareness of who he is now. Um, I, I, again, you know, on the Rev Pro show, uh, they did a little went a little bit that way as well. But I would like to see more of them. You know, the two of them came out in the scr- in the um, clusterfuck, uh, and they were kind of swallowed up by the match, so they didn't really get that moment. Uh, I thought Jake Atlas looked good in that scramble as well. While I think of mm-hmm. names, um, I, I think Bryce Remsberg was a winner of the weekend. To be honest, oh yeah, to the Invisible Man match. But also, you know, again, we're talking old Janela, Dustin Thomas, uh, no legs. Uh, oh God, how did I forget about? Oh, sorry, this is he's where the be get... brain dead nature comes he's in. He's going to be everywhere, isn't he? He's going to be. I mean, Tony Deppen did a good job on that show as well, but he's probably not going to get. He's going to get maybe a couple more bookings. I feel like we're going to see no leg spots showing up absolutely everywhere uh, after this weekend. So yeah, and maybe then an ironic way but he's a he's a bit of a winner yep he is uh, i can't believe i've forgotten about him. that just says the sheer amount of wrestling we've watched over the last four days <laughs> that a man with no legs wrestling has somehow left my head like, well, <laughs> i'm not sure that happened 
that yeah. could have easily been a dream <laughs> yeah but yeah he definitely broke out i think aussie open i expected to break out they started the weekend really strong mm-hmm. uh i don't know whether it's the fact they got swallowed up by that silly rev the main event with Rapongi 3k that nobody was in the building to watch yeah uh i was hoping the weekend you know we come out the weekend and there'd be a lot of talk about them doesn't feel like there's a lot of talk about them um but that's not to say they didn't have you know a couple of really good matches the first the uh, first day or two yeah they did uh I don't think this is where having a, like a kind of a progress show probably would have helped them mm. massively to be able to sing as they're the tag, tag champs as well. That would have been a really big showcase. It in should front be of the Red Pro crowd. Tag Champs. I mean, God. yeah, they should. Well, is it May tenth that they've got the the match with Suzuki Gun again? Mm. And I'm a bit like, uh, okay, yeah take the belt that's a conversation for another time <laughs> that's for another podcast yeah um, but yeah yeah i did expect them to have maybe a slightly bigger weekend than they do so yeah there wasn't a from a brits and irish european and the aussies who live here point of view i don't think anyone really Osprey. Yeah, we all know. Oh, come on. but that's um, it state yeah. the bleeding yeah the great audience. weekend but he didn't break out uh no yeah i, I think it's uh yeah, uh, maybe it's the fact that, you know, the were only really Rev Pro WXWs for us European promotions as mm. with shows that, that were visible. Again, IPWK, apparently it happened. Apparently 15 people were there. Um, but I suppose aside from that point, did you have any, uh, is there any, I mean, what was your match of the weekend or what's your show of the weekend as well? Give, give me the one too. What was uh, what was the big highlight for you, JP, over I, these, uh, these last few days? Show of the weekend, oh, it's a difficult one because I've got two in mind. It, takeover, which I'd have mm. to say probably is from a just from a sheer wrestling perspective. For for me, it would probably be takeover. But I mean, going between how enthused I was for it, um, Spring Break Part One mm. would be the, would would be the other one. I'm almost at times depends what mood I'm in. Depends mm. what be what I'm in what I'd be in the mood for. Yeah. Like if I was going to show it to a non wrestling fan, I'd be showing them Joey Janellas all day long. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And if I'm looking to laugh, that's what I'd go for. But if I'm looking for sort of long, effectively mm. high quality matches, um, Takeover would would be the card of the weekend. I yeah. mean, and and obviously with a very notable exception for Bloodsport. Mm. Yeah, I think I think by that Bloodsport in the conversation too. Mm. I think uh, at the start of the weekend it was Bloodsport. I think Janella's part one, not part part two was fun too, but part yeah, one was part one was the highlight of the weekend for me. Uh, NXT take I take your point as far as like in ring bell to bell. If you kind of averaged across the star ratings, it's probably Takeover. Even though I had some negative things to say about a couple of the matches on there, but. Bell to Bell, enjoy what I enjoyed as far as a show this mm. weekend. I think Janela won. I think it's not in the conversation for best, but under the radar shows, check out that Orange Cassidy show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Teddy Harp reading a cat children's book, as I said yesterday. You know, that's that was well worth it uh, for 15 minutes, and there were lots of fun gimmickry there. But yeah, they're the ones that, that stand out for me as far as big shows this weekend. Lots of good matches, uh, but as far as full shows, that's it. Um, Worst show of the but, weekend? Oh, oh, so yeah, before we get to match, but worst show? Uh, what was the worst thing I saw? I don't. I don't think I'd say WrestleMania. I think that's unfair. No, um, I'd be almost tempted to say, with a particular emphasis on the Ring of Honor, but aspects mm, of the Ring of Honor G One suit, a Ring of Honor New Japan G One Super Supercard. I think that maybe, maybe if you don't count WrestleMania, that my match of the weekend. So I don't know whether I can go with that. Yeah. 
Um, but there's an argument for it. Don't get me wrong. Like the, it was a match of two. It was two promotions, and it was a show of two halves. And one of those halves was the Ring of Honor half. It was. Yeah. If you just isolated that, then yeah, that's probably the worst of the weekend. I'll be honest. The House of Glory show was pretty oh, poor that I watched today. Um, you talk pure about standard. You, you talk about a, a show of two halves. That that first half was like Brazil against Germany in that World Cup semi final. <laughs> was just horrible to watch. And yeah. you're going like, how many more fuck? Oh, there's another fuck up. Yeah, well done. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the bits I saw a penis party weren't great. Uh, mm. I enjoyed Thatcher and Arquette. Apparently, Tracy Smothers cuts a killer promo. That's on my list of things that I need to. I need saw to bits see. of that. Yeah, these. Uh, <laughs> I love Tracy Smothers. Uh, I can't yeah. imagine. He looked. Uh, I mean, he came up with a walking stick in the uh, the clusterfuck. Uh, so. Mate, he's not designed for the modern world. No, I will no. say that this is like. You you think of someone that's like oh he he started like incredible amounts of sexism like <laughs> the idea of being woke a woke Did... Tracy Smothers character would be fun to see but he comes out with a Confederate flag still oh god yeah yeah there is that and uh, Briscoe's obviously a heap for that as well uh, not great uh, but it is I mean it's. I'm sorry, JP, but it's Tracy Smothers. What did you think he thought? Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not but... quite progressive. No, he's Him not. And he's, st- not. St- he's not sliding into David Starr's DMs talking, <laughs> talking about Alessandra Ascasio Cortez. That's Probably not happening. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, uh, did you have a. What was your thought for match of the weekend? I mean, just to throw it out there, I. It might be Daniel Ryan and Kofi Kingston, and I feel terrible about that because I want it to be one of the oh. ending matches. I mean, the, running it close is uh, Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito. I rewatched yeah. that. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I wasn't in the mood for it on the night. I still still enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it much more on rewatch. Um, I don't know anything else uh, come close to you as far as like a, a match. Osprey Bandido was up there too, but maybe not quite at that level. Yeah, I'd say. Do you know what? I think at a push, I'm tempted to say Ibushi Naito in terms of the really big matches. Um, There are things that were, I didn't go as berserk over sort of the Minoru Suki, Josh Barnett blood sport match. I wouldn't go as berserk over it, but that's, it's very much like a sub genre, isn't it? It's kind of its own strange niche. So, it's almost weird giving it a star rating, isn't it? It is. It, does, it doesn't feel like star ratings would necessarily apply to something that feels like kind of more like a legitimate contest. Mm. You know, it'd be like star rating a UFC fight. Mm. It doesn't quite fit in with that. Um, so, yeah, I'd be tempted to say Ibushi Naito. And I know there's going to be people, oh, there was this match that was great. Like, uh, please tell us which ones they are. I'm more than happy to take a recommendation. I've got I think no. I saw them, to be fair, JP. I'd be surprised That's if we it. didn't. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. no, uh, in terms of watching anything else, like for the next few days, I need a couple of days off from it. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, we got a podcast next Monday night. I'm saying Monday night. I'm putting my stall out now, JP. Uh, that is not coming out any earlier than next Monday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we can record last thing Monday night, I'll be made up. But that's a, that's yeah. a conversation for us to have off air. Because, yeah. yeah, I've got to struggle to watch <laughs> any <laughs> wrestling this week. Yeah, we're already into our third week and already, yeah, this Monday night thing. Expect <laughs> us to be possibly flexible with it. No, I'll always get it out for Monday night, uh, but it might be night. (laughs) There might be that. Um, But yeah, I I think, 
yeah, we watched so much this weekend that some of it blends into each other as well, mm. doesn't it? Uh, as far as matches go, you see a lot of three and a half to four star matches. Uh, it is tough for, st- mm-hmm. for for things to stand out. Uh, but yeah, bell to bell, I do think the best wrestling matches were kind of the, those big ones that we've uh, we've just mentioned there. Um, there is you have a, I loved. A, I was going to say the opener from NXT as well mm. as a, as a, as another match that I, I did. I really enjoyed that. I don't think I'm as high on the praise as some people with it mm. but that's that's fine that's that's mm. how opinions work yeah it's funny as nick was saying like the best matches of the weekend were on ring of honor and nxt and maybe even mania yeah but i wouldn't have any of the three of them on in my candidate for best show or nah. most enjoyable show i still okay. p- people will say you know uh, you know the indies are a little bit saturated and you know uh, this Mania weekend's the most saturated of all, oversaturated of all time. But I still really enjoy watching those indie shows. To go back to that point, um, even oh, yeah. maybe maybe the most polished, you know, one matches happened on those bigger stages. That's it. I mean, I think what we did see is that some of the sort of thinking behind a lot of these independent companies is quite innovative, and there's a lot of kind of different ways they're tar- trying to target wrestling fans but in an entirely different way to what anyone else is doing and particularly as you mentioned about gcw earlier on they're the best example of that of knowing about how to kind of pull off the kind of real performance art um comedy aspect of wrestling being able to pull that off you know better than the most big companies mm, definitely uh, yeah, I think pretty much uh, sums mm-hmm. up the weekend then, JP, unless you had any other uh, burning thoughts. I was going to ask you for a worse match, but, you know, I can't think of anything that was that far the shits. Probably, the actually, you know what, the women's match off. I was going to say, uh, Kelly Klein, <laughs> Mayu Iwatani. <laughs> we agreed on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. And then, basically, anything involving Bully Ray um, is definitely a worse for the weekend yeah. for me. In terms of any other anything else, say I've got nothing left to give, folks. <laughs> nothing. Done, I'm, I'm brain dead. I'm gone. Oh, it's been fun though, hasn't it, JP? I've oh, it's say. been great fun. From Second year point... we've done it, and it's been you know we've got away with it. We've You're survived do it two years. Oh, obviously. Yeah. yeah good man. Yeah, maybe, we'll yeah. get, maybe if Joe doesn't go to Mania next year, next year we'll get him. We can drive him insane as well. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he's as much of a glutton for punishment as those though. Uh, he, uh, he won't tolerate some of that stuff. I'll tell you that. It's, <laughs> I'm not watching it. Not watching it. Uh, but yeah it's been a fun experience like, I think yes. we, there were points where though we we were thinking oh we might get a guest or two but it's hard enough to arrange between the two of us isn't it when it's yeah. a show a day over four days so that didn't happen but tell you what JP I wouldn't, I'd rather not do it with anyone else I think we've, had a, we've had a good show, good show in these last four days and you're the only person I know who's as crazy as me when it comes yeah. to uh, getting these shows in and recording these podcasts it's so. more of a, it's always a, always a pleasure doing them with you Ben I always really enjoy them um, I would say that we have serious mental health issues at this point <laughs> and um and also as well to all of the other people who kind of who, who correspond a lot of the reviews which mm. you know for me at times there were people you know and like we've mentioned them a good few times but in terms of on furious and in hamilton and larry's Zonker as well yeah. and on and on post wrestling you know lots lots and lots of great stuff out there people updating all the various things that are going on and that was good for us to be able to kind of filter through a lot of that shite Mm, to not exactly. find ourselves watching a card because Ian Hamilton was far too brave slash <laughs> foolhardy to go ahead and watch that for us to think I'm going to avoid that. Yeah. That's why I've never seen, what is it, um, the WrestlePro Funny Show, whatever the hell it's called, because apparently it's just the absolute drizzling shits. Does funny equal money? The answer is that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. It. 
Uh, I think yeah, they're, they're definitely you know as much as we've watched, there are even braver men than us. But yeah, if we've if we've offered that same service to you, um, that makes it worth it. We had a couple yeah. of people be chatting in tweets and DMs to say they've been enjoying the podcast. So at least we know there's people out there listening, JP, and we're not just uh, going mad and uh, and, and sending <laughs> two, results into two the, blokes just watching wrestling and having a chat and recording <laughs> it for shits and giggles. That's, it. Yeah. That's us. How we do it anyway? You know we. Yeah. Would. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that, that's pretty much it then for the the four days uh you can check out um all of these podcasts that are on the grapple feed if you're only tuning in for our fourth one there are three others uh so i've written stuff i've uh, i've got another uh, write-up going up to post as, as highlights for the for the last couple of days uh that people can check out and read jp i'm going so mad uh, yesterday when I was uh, writing up uh, Joshua Bishop <laughs> I kept calling him John Bishop the comedian from Motherboard <laughs> I, I definitely know his name's Joshua Bishop, but my, my brain's so scrambled that that's yeah. what I went with. Uh, hopefully, there's a, a, everything else in there is a tip top, so you can you can read that. Uh, like I say, check out our other audio. Download the Grapple app uh, on the App Store and on the Google Play Store. As we've said across these shows, there's been uh, updates to the app. One update on Thursday, and then a, another update on Friday. So make sure you get the latest version. Get your ratings in. Follow JP on Twitter at JPJP and follow me at Benson Richard E. I think that's about it, isn't it, JP? It is. That's it. So all there is to say is uh, goodbye, and we'll be back next Monday night. Bye.